This is Lachlan Rouston. This is Raf Freeman. And you're listening to the fittest podcast in Australia, The Mind Muscle Project. All right, Project, welcome back to this episode. Today, we are going to talk about discounts. Now, before we jump into the show, obviously, this is a sensitive topic and uh, we have got lots of experience with this, good and bad. So, I feel like uh, a lot of the stuff you're going to learn today is very relevant, very timely and I think for a lot of you, probably needs to be heard if you haven't heard it before. So, uh, in case you didn't know, Friday in the Black, we're going to teach you all about, we're just basically going to tell you lessons from uh, business and fitness business and our own journey and our own story. And you guys can take out of that whatever you think is good. And if you know you think there's something valuable here, definitely share it with someone that you know, a gym owner, a PT, a coach, or even a friend that's in the fitness industry in some way, uh, or anyone who's in business that you think uh, could, be, could find this stuff useful. Now, before we jump into today's show, some of the mentoring, the paid mentoring that we get, uh, and some of the assistance, the systems, the mindset, and honestly, some of the lessons and coaching that we receive are from MPE. Now, you guys probably have some coach in your life, whether it's uh, paid, unpaid, official, unofficial, and it might not be for your business, but it might be for your training. It might be for your exercise routine. Maybe it's for something else. I don't know. Maybe you've invested in 10 cooking lessons and you've got a master chef who you go to their restaurant and you learn how to bake bread. Regardless, when you have guides, you have mentors, you have people more experienced than you, it's very helpful and you can shortcut a lot of the mistakes you would make without them. So that's why we use MPE. If you guys, um, you know, been, I think some people maybe been on the MPE list for like a year, uh, two years even and now only now are they reaching out. So maybe the time's not right for you just yet but it might be in the future. So if you're hearing this and you're thinking about something like this, it's at least worth getting in touch with them to find out if they will be useful and if where you're at right now, you know, is, you know, in a good position or not because sometimes I guess you can you can fool yourself with where your business is actually at. So seek some guidance, seek some professional mentoring. Uh, you can find uh, all the details at themindmuscleproject.com slash NPE. You can find that there. And then guys, uh, we sell online programs, uh, online training programs. We believe they're the best fitness programs in the world and we use them on a white label app uh, but the app is called Team Builder. So that's Team Builder but no E. So it's just uh, build and then uh, just R instead of ER. And if you guys are interested in using a platform like this, if you want to launch your own online training, if you want to potentially host a platform or host a workout that everyone can follow with the gym, Team Builder is an amazing platform. You can have like 10 people doing the same workout, entering their scores. Uh, you can have exercise videos, demonstrations in there. Operates very similarly, very similar format to some of the best apps in the world, but this is designed more specifically for a single program to be followed by multiple people. If you want to see it, just, just buy one of our programs. <laughs> That's it. Buy one of our programs. All right, so check it out at themymuscleproject.com slash teambuilder. And you guys have a discount in there for a trial. All right, discount. So... Uh, We could start this in multiple different places. However, I think that probably the best place to start is to give you guys a bit of a story and a bit of a timeline journey as to discounting at our gym and maybe some of the lessons and even some of the regrets, I guess, that we have in some ways around uh, cutting the price for certain people. So, best place to start is the very beginning when we bought our first gym, uh, we bought into our first gym the majority of people that were at the gym were, uh, what's it called? Groupon. Is it Groupon? Yeah. Yeah, they weren't actually members. Um, there was like almost no paying members, but there was a bunch of people when we got there that were on a Groupon. So, 
don't really know exactly how it works. I think it's some sort of free trial or they'd paid Groupon the money and then the gym didn't sign them up as members until later. Yeah. But there was a bunch of people that were there on some sort of Groupon deal. Yeah. So that that's something like, you know, $160 for your first year at the yeah, gym. So it, stupid, it gets, yeah. It's crazy. It ends up being like 3 or $4 a training session. And the idea, I guess, is that you bring people into your business, you do a really good job and then ultimately they become a full-time paying customer. Unfortunately, with professional services, that just doesn't really work because people don't really value it. And that's really the crux of all the information today is when you discount things in people's minds, the value of it goes down, which is why you never see Apple products discounted. You never see designer brands discounted. Uh, Nike very rarely does uh, discounts just because... Except the fake ones you buy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have any fake Nikes, bro. I use the real shit. Uh, But... Yeah, all that sort of stuff is, you know, the the interesting part of it is the the psychology behind discounting. You know, the the product is essentially the same thing. The label, sorry, the price label you attach to it very much determines the perception of how valuable it is into people's heads. And it goes for products and services. And so with services, the big difference is a lot of products end up being commodities, but a lot of services have a lot more price. Um, it's what they call price elasticity. So you can vary a lot more from very cheap all the way up to very expensive, which is why some PTs charge themselves out at $30 an hour and some PTs charge themselves out at $300 an hour. And that is an example of price elasticity. Whereas if you take milk, for example, you can have the most premium, you know, uh, cold-filtered, raw-pressed or bio-organic milk for two liters. It's still not really going to push past, what, maybe like upper end, 8 to $10 a liter. Sorry, 8 to $10 for two liters. And then what? You got the cheapest milk you got for a dollar a liter. So the the price fluctuation is you know limited in some respects. But with professional services, it can vary a lot. So that's why it just can be a dangerous game to start discounting as you as you begin a race to the bottom. But anyway, so we started with Groupon, and they were easily the worst members that we had. Right? They they weren't around for very long. Uh, they were never going to pay full price, and they just didn't value the service that they they were getting. They, most of them didn't even show up for it. Yeah, well, that was the worst. I think it wasn't even just that they didn't value it. That was for sure. But it was just the type of person that was already looking for that deal. So, I guess the person that was already on the Groupon website was not the right person. Yeah. And I even remember once we used to have the line, do you want the best gym or do you want the cheapest gym? And then, you know, quite it's a really good filtering process for people that, you know, you don't want at your gym. Now, I'd say the, the trickiest part over the timeline of, you know, once we started pushing our prices up at Creature over the say the next four to five years, the trickiest part was taking people that were on a lower rate up to a higher rate. This is what called like, I guess, your legacy clients or on your legacy rates and how to bring them up because what's tough is because for them, they're getting the same service they got before in many ways and now you're asking them to pay more for the same service. So it's tough. That's That, that I would say was probably one of the biggest sticking points of discounts and basically how we ended up navigating it was we did honor the legacy rate for a while but what we did is we gave people a certain amount of time before it went up. So you, you will add on a couple of things that will ingrate, hey guys, we're making these upgrades to the program, we're adding in these session times, and we're now you know, got hiring better coaches or whatever. Uh, we are running your legacy rate till the end of you know, X point, whatever it is. Gives them enough time, six months or whatever, two months, a month, whatever you decide is appropriate. Gives them enough time to decide, do I want to stick with this place? Do I trust this place enough? Do I like it enough? Am I willing to pay the new rates? And for some people, the new rates aren't even aren't even a huge difference. Um, but I think it's important to kind of set that timeline and then uh, give people enough time, enough notice, so that they don't get pissed off like you put their rates up overnight. Uh, yeah, so- and I'd say 
our experience is so much as well in like the the boutique gyms and i think where sometimes you can get it wrong is when you go to like a big gym who are very successful obviously they make a lot of money they throw out discounts left right and center right they're constantly discounting so when i was first in it kind of did seem normal to use a lot of discounts because you see like fitness first right they're like making tons of money obviously mm. like looking up to them they discount every day like every day i swear is a new discount it's like yeah, free yeah. for students until you're like a pensioner and then it's <laughs> even less than free yeah and then it's always got something right free until like pay nothing until the next start of next year but I think what's so different is that those gyms, they obviously know people aren't going to show up. So they're, they're giving out discounts because they're like, no, this person's really not going to show up. Mm. For them, it's like the most amount of people not showing up. But I think what, you've, what we found running more of like a you know 50 to 300 person gym is that it's tempting to be like, oh, it's just more money in the bank account. There's no extra cost to this member, but there is. Mm. And it's a really substantial extra cost for every member. And it really comes from just how much harder it is to run your gym with way more people in there. Yeah. So you think, oh, you know, like an extra, yeah, it's not as much as the full price, but it's cost me nothing, one extra person in class. But no, it, obviously there's capacity. Even not a capacity, we all know running an 80% gym is much harder than a 30% full gym. You get more churn, you lose more of the good clients, you're paying more out to coaches. There actually is a real cost to every single member you bring in. So when you when your pricing's already pretty low and then you discount, it can be a member that really doesn't make you any money, even though it might seem like in the short term, they still make you some money. Yeah, because all the costs of maintaining that member are the same. That Just because they pay less doesn't mean your cost of looking after them and the service you want to deliver them is the same. And now, coming to this psychological aspect of the discount, if you've discounted someone, they're paying less, very likely in your mind, whether you recognize it consciously or not, you're probably going to do a less good job with that person. And oh that's, man, you recognize it. Yeah. When you got that member that pays nothing, you're like, yeah, yeah, the squats are sweet. Yeah, and that happened to us, right? Is over time we had a bunch of clients that were paying this legacy rate a lot cheaper, and now, man, we've got a new person coming in. They're paying so much more, yeah. and they're a better client. And you think, oh, now I'm at odds here because yes, I've had this person that's paid me money for a while, but in many ways, I kind of resent them because they're not willing to pay my new full price, and this new person is. And that's what can always be tricky about discounts. Is like now you've kind of divided your client base in your own mind and in your coach's mind. Well, I'm not going to do as good a job for this person because they're not paying full price. So, it does get tricky. Now, putting that stuff aside, I think one of the most difficult places to have discounts is with mates rates. Mates rates is one of those things. Now, like we never discount anyone that comes into the gym and they're just, you know, they want to, I mean now, obviously, but you know, back then it was, you know, you have to stand firm on something you've never met before. I think it shows weakness and it shows that you don't believe in yourself and you don't believe in what you're offering when someone sits there and you're in the sales process and you're trying to use a discount to get them across the line. That's what makes it really tough. Now, we're going to go into other ways that you can you know, get people in and create more value without discounting the, the price, but it just looks weak. When you're just there and you're just slowly discounting your services until someone goes, oh, I'm happy to pay that, they're just not going to respect you in the same way, okay? How, how it starts in that sales process is, you know, how it's very much going to be in that relationship ongoing. If they know they can get one up on you, if they know that what you said in the beginning was a lie because you're willing to go lower and lower, they're just not going to respect you the same way. Now, it's very natural. Even I will try and, you know, if, I, if there's a professional services there, I will look for ways to discount things. But I, I, I try to make sure that I'm not necessarily asking this person to discount their hourly rate. You know, I'm trying to get ways that, hey, can I take off some of these services if I want to pay a bit less? But someone who just goes straight in and starts discounting the hourly rate, immediately I've lost respect for them. Maybe I end up getting a really good deal out of it, which is great for me. But the relationship in some ways hasn't soured. It's just like, okay, well, you, you don't stand as firm in what you believe. 
and do I necessarily want to do business with you ongoing? So that's just something that you definitely need to consider. Now, now back to mate ra- mates rates. It's tough because you, you obviously you know this person. It might be a friend, a cousin, a aunt, uncle, uh, mum, dad, something like that. And you want to treat all members equally, right? For the same problems that we just brought up. So, so how do you navigate mates rates? It's tough. It's it's honestly really tough. And you know, I'd be lying to say we haven't done a lot of them in the past, but. When it came to uh, opening the new gym locker room and obviously being a super premium service and putting it out there, we just had to stand firm. And I think the best way that I navigated around it or navigated through it, I would say, and this is, I guess, something that you can speak to if you did it as well, is, yeah, some of the new, the initial founding members of clients, they were, they were good friends. And so I, I really just came to them and they, I knew there would be some expectation that there would be matrix. And the conversation was like, hey, bro, like I see these prices. This is crazy. Like are you serious? And I just had to be like, hey, I know you're expecting some kind of made straight steal here or something from the past and I wish I could give it to you but uh, how we're going to do it here is that every single person in the gym is treated equally. Everyone is the same. The person to your left and the person to your right in your workout, you guys are all paying the same rate and you know that and I know that and then you know there's no special treatment and that's how it's going to be. And just within, from the start of that sentence to the end, if you deliver it with, you know, certainty you know deliver it with this is how it's going to be the best people or you know your friends will respect that and if they want the service they will pay that rate yeah and to be honest what i see is that at most gyms i go to everyone is a mate yeah mates rates is like everybody yeah <laughs> i'm friends with everybody yeah it's true like i think you know there's obviously like mates rates maybe it's like your mum. your mum's not going to scale too far right you only got one maybe i guess you got a dad maybe it's two, yeah if you're lucky but i find that because um in these like boutique gyms, you really do become friends with a lot of people, or you got a lot of friends in the area. You know, we've come into gyms, and it's like a third of the gym is on mates' rates. Mm. You're a popular guy, but they can't all be great mates. Like yeah. that's where I think, particularly for a lot of gyms, it gets it spirals out of control, and it starts with one. If you have zero, it's quite easy to maintain zero. One can lead to three, can lead to five, but um, it can be a really hard one to get out of control. And that sometimes I think you'll even find that you you give out mates' rates really when you actually didn't even have to. Yeah. And, and you give it out, honestly, you give it out a lot of the time before they've even asked for it. Yeah. And sometimes people ask, uh, not because they're bad people, they just don't really know how it works. This is their first interaction with your business. Like, I'll tell you a story. We had one client come into the locker room, excellent client. As soon as uh, she saw the prices, she was like, oh, how negotiable are these prices? And like with the expectation, they were negotiable. I was like, oh, look, they're not negotiable at all. And she's like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. And, you know, but you could have taken another way, like, oh, she expects a discount, she's from like a different culture where they did, because there are probably cultures where there's a lot more discounting, but honestly, sometimes you give it before they even ask, and other times they ask, and they're just, it's just an honest question. Mm. Yeah, I don't want to miss out if that's how it works around here, because a lot of businesses and gyms work like that. Mm. Uh, so, I think that exactly that, you can give out mates rates way, way too much, and particularly if you run a friend sort of gym, everyone can become a mate. And then what you'll find is that if you actually hold firm, you notice a lot of situations you thought you really had to give a discount to save the relationship. The other person's fine for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I guess um, now you've you really need to stand firm on the on the core price, right? So the hourly rate, I guess it breaks down to a lot of people, or like maybe the core membership or whatever. But say there's an opportunity now where you're struggling to get the sale. There's um, there's other factors at play here that you can add value to get someone across the line that doesn't always mean discounting your services, right? So, as an example, one thing I like to do is I like to throw on some of my time on top of that 
with very clear outlines of what it is for free. So one example could be is, okay, what sessions are you going to do during the week? This, this, and this. Okay, and you know, I've obviously had a long conversation with the person. I understand what they want. I go, well, look, how about for uh, the first four weeks, I would be happy to jump in and do the training sessions with you. I know normally there's going to be a coach there or whatever, but it sounds like super valuable for you that I'm there in the sessions. For the first four weeks, I will jump into those sessions and we'll hit it out and we'll throw it down together. I'll take a break from my normal work day and we'll, we'll go and hit it together. How does that sound? That sounds really good. Okay, there's I've added value to that person. Now you can train with the owner in the sessions. Or I might be like, hey, as I'm building into this boxing program, before it launches, let's do some one-on-one boxing PTs. I won't charge you for it. And I know I'm getting some benefit from it because I'm getting practice as a coach. So there's benefit in there for me. And they get some free one-on-one sessions. They go, hey, just so you know, usually we charge, you know, 150 to $200 for this session. So giving it to you for free as a special exception. Rather than it's almost better in that way to say like, this is why we're doing it. This is for how long it's going to be and it's going to be free than a discounted rate because then there's almost, then there's, it's like, hey, it's free or it's full price, you know? And that's, I think, kind of the best ways to land on it. Just like, hey, you really want to try the gym? Cool. I'm happy for you to come in and do one session to see what it's like. And that session is completely free. If you love it, then we'll talk about paying full price rather than, hey, come do some discounted session. Now you've just discounted the service. Rather... Try it for free and then if you want more, the option is full price. It's like, you know, buying a car. You know, you can drive it for free. It doesn't cost you anything. But if you want it, then you've got to pay full price. Can't get, you're not going to have discounted driving for, you know, the next year. It doesn't make any sense. So it's try it or it's all free. And there's other ways you can add value. Hey, I'll throw in, you know, some extra supplements. I'll throw in an extra month of, of whoop band, you know, I'll throw in, there's other ways that you can add value without taking away from your core price because what you're really trying to do is you're trying to save the perception of the value of your product and that's that's the key part here. As soon as you start discounting that core product, the value of it goes down in the customer's eyes. And then the, the other side of the coin is that obviously you're going to get some people where they really are struggling to afford it, right? And then adding more value might work for them because it's always that is important one but it might in this situation, it might be, hey, that's, this is not working at all. One we've used in the past, I think was a good introduction um, for the time we were at was we brought in limited numbers of sessions. So we brought in like a higher price at more sessions and a lower price at less sessions. This can work, I think, for a lot of gyms, particularly when you're pushing up against capacity because some members come, want to come in six, some members want to come in two. And you're maintaining, often when you go down to two, it's more expensive per session. So you've, you've almost increased the price of how much a session is worth at your gym. But... You might it might work for your gym to capture more of that audience that can't make it in as much, and then that that's a more sustainable amount of value for them because mm. the value to price exchange is being maintained in yeah. that circumstance. Um, I know some gyms as well depends a lot on your location and the situation, but can do something similar with off peak, where like their whole morning session is is done and they have like a different pricing range in the top. And I think what can work about both of these is they're still just set set in stone. Mm. So they have like a clear, it's not really like a discount. I guess it's just tiered pricing, which is yeah. like another way of doing it. Um, and I think in some scenarios that can be really good for a lot of time. Like we just had one price and when we brought in the tier, it, it, in some ways it allowed us to have a higher price on the total one and a lower price at the bottom yeah. because we were, I guess, making it appropriate to the amount of value the person was getting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, I think probably the last thing is we, we kind of wrap up here is just making sure that I guess... If you are in a situation where you've, I guess, uh, put a lot of discounts in place and you want to reverse them, it's just you're one fucked. of those. You're fucked. Start down the gym, start again. 
well, besides doing that, your other option is, like I said earlier, is give yourself a timeline, give people a date and say, hey guys, uh, it's been really good. Um, you know, I've loved having you all at the gym. Here are the new, you know, value that I'm going to add to the gym now. I'm going to paint it. I'm going to get new flooring. I'm going to fix that shitty barbell that's always broken, blah, blah, blah. In order to do that, um, we need to make sure that everyone's paying the same price. Some of you uh, have got a, you know, legacy rate for a while. Don't call it a discount. A legacy rate for some time. Everyone will go up to the new rates at, you know, blah, blah, blah. And this is going to be effective in you know, whatever, 60 days. Uh, if you still choose to be without the 60 days, we always thank you for your business. If not, I can recommend somewhere else that is potentially at a lower price point that suits your budget. And people, you'll get the right people. The right people will fall off and filter out. The best people will come up to the price. And the, hopefully, if you've done a really good job, you've delivered a great service for many years, then by going up to the right price point, you know, they're going um, to gonna offset the people that leave or the couple of people that leave. Those are really the clients... <laughs> In the end of the day, all those clients that leave, you'll probably be thankful. You'll be like, oh, actually, that I really didn't like that client or they were causing me headaches. So, yeah, those, those, those people that are that price sensitive and always looking for the cheap option, for a premium boutique service, you don't want them around. They're better clients. Yeah, and I think that a lot of time, because we've done this um, in our coaching groups and other gyms do it, we've done it ourselves. I think a lot of gym owners do get the math wrong on this because we all know that you know, loss is double as painful as the gain. So you put up your prices. If you put up your prices 20% and 20% of your members leave, you have 100 members, 20 walk out because you make the announcement, you are so much better off. Mm. It often it psychologically feels worse because you look at the 20 people that have walked out and you have no new members. <laughs> While you have way less people in the gym, you've lost the bottom 20% of people that, I guess, valued your service the least. Yep. And now you have 20 free spots to fill in the higher paying members. Yeah. So you're substantially better off. I think, looking back on it, that if you can raise your price by 20%, and lose like 35, 40% of your members, which seems like a disaster at the time. As long as you have some runway with your finances, very often you'll end up, as long as your service improves as well, better off because you've got way less members. Soon you can refill the 20% of members, 30% of members that you've lost and you've still got space in your gym for more high paying members. So I think that do the maths on it. Realize that if you raise your rates by 20%, you can afford to lose quite a few members, which is natural and is expected. Um, but if you look ahead to the next six months, you still could be much better off in the long run. And guys, remember, there's more competition at the bottom. So the lower you end up going with your prices, the more people you end up competing mm. against, right? So if you're the gym, like Creature Fitness, we charge, you know, on average $130 a week. How much competition do we have at that price point? I don't know, maybe mm. one, two people max. And, you know, we're better than them. So it's not, it's not that hard for us. So people shopping at that price point. And often both those gyms are full. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so people shopping at that price point, it's like, oh, cool. There's not that much competition. There's mm. not that much choice because those people that are looking to pay that much are like, ah, oh, I really want an $80, a $70 a week gym. They're, they're all kind of the same. They all just, you know, do the same sort of thing. I'm looking for something different. I'm not saying that you can't, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those gyms. I'm just saying you got to think where the competition is at different price points. So as you go, well, everyone's charging that, so I should charge that. Well, now you're competing with all those things. You know, Ferrari competes with Lamborghini, right? That's all they compete against. You know, they don't have much competition. So people that are looking for that price point, shopping for that price point, those are the choices, right? But people who are shopping for Toyota, then they're going to compete with Hyundai and they're going to compete with Mitsubishi. They're going to compete with, you know, all those other cheaper brands, which is fine. But just notice when you do choose a price point, you will get more competition on the lower end. Yeah, I mean, if I was to take on Anytime Fitness, I don't know what I would do. Yeah. I think I'd get destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, they got the most gyms in the country. It's whatever, twenty dollars a week. I don't really know how I could improve that much on the service. Yeah. It seems to me like that would be such an impossible task. I think I would 
enormously struggled to get one gym off the ground yeah. trying to compete with them. But at the opposite end of the schedule, uh, opposite end of the range, uh, obviously I back myself to do it because that's what we're doing. Yeah. And I can see lots of opportunities how we can do it really well. So just even if you play it out in your head, you realize how much easier it is at the higher end. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, hopefully that was helpful. Uh, support our sponsors, support the show. Uh, send this to someone that you think would be useful and we always, always appreciate your support. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode in the black. We'll speak to you all next week. Thank you, Project, for tuning in again to another episode of the My Muscle Project. Uh, we release an episode every single Monday. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, the My Muscle Project, to stay up to date with everything we're doing. And if you have some time, leave us a review and a five-star rating on iTunes. And don't forget, we have a second show of the week, The After Show. So it's no longer a rest day on Thursdays. If you have any questions for Lachlan and I for that show, head to the mymuscleproject.com forward slash the after show. And if you ask a question, we'll, uh, we'll answer it on the show. Thanks again so much, Project, and we'll see you all next week.